Hello, Chakra Queens. This episode of Chakra Girl Radio is brought to you by the brand new Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is available on the App Store or Google Play or even on your desktop. Yes, I finally launched an app and it is a video library of all of my favorite rituals, the rituals and meditations that I do every single day for the modern spiritual woman who also enjoys the finer things in life. And you are getting a seven day free trial and I'm making it easy for you. I'm removing the guesswork from your daily spiritual work. So you can either do our daily suggested ritual that ranges from three to 30 minutes, most of them around the 12 minute mark, or you can search and choose your own ritual. You can search by time if you are in a rush and want to do something shorter, or you can also do your daily ritual based on how you feel that day. You can search by what you want to manifest, what chakra you want to work on, or if you're feeling spicy and want to access your multidimensional goddess powers, you can do one of our advanced rituals and really up your spiritual game. We believe that you're your own healer, and we're just here helping you access the tools and the knowledge and the confidence that are already within you that are going to transform your life. And we are doing everything in this app from morning gratitude to energy clearing, to time traveling, to finding your purpose, manifesting abundance, and just getting more clarity overall to deepen that intuition with so much in between. So many women are already DMing me daily, telling me that these rituals are changing their lives. So get your seven day free trial today. Go to shockergirlco.com. And I'm also giving you 15% off when you subscribe to the annual membership with the coupon code podcast. So once you've subscribed at shockergirlco.com, you can either ritual with us from the web, or you can then download the app from the app store or Google Play, enter in your username and password, and you are ready to ritual. And we're so excited to see you on the app. So go to shockergirlco.com and start your seven-day free trial and save 15% off the annual membership with coupon code podcast. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. It is I, Amberly Lyons. Today we are chatting about making space for your deeper purpose. We're chatting with Zoe Greco. She's so amazing. And we're really talking about, you know, we all think we are on a certain path. And we're talking about how to even take that deeper. Sometimes it takes really releasing something that we thought was our path in order to find our right path. So we're going to be talking about that. And Zoe's going to be talking about intuitive aerobics to trust your purpose path and how to strengthen that intuition and also how to identify your healing powers and integrate them and integrate your downloads and using that discernment between vulnerability and disempowerment because we see this kind of trend of vulnerability um, online and it's great. It's great to be vulnerable, but it's not, you know, walking around feeling disempowered is not a vibe. So before we dive into the interview, I'm going to share a quick update and some realizations I've been having about the sister wound. I have this story that lots of people copy me and they do. It's been happening since I was a kid and lately it's really been pissing me off. I've ranted about it on Instagram a couple times, but in this line of work, it's like this thing where you make friends who have similar businesses and sometimes you think that you're just having a nice friendly chat with them and it turns into them prying for business advice and then turning around and copying you. It just happens. And I, <laughs> it's like people that are it, sometimes even people that have been around for longer, have a bigger following. You're like, why would you copy me? You're doing great. And it's people you would never expect. I'll never tell you, but it's people you would never expect. And I'm actually deciding today with you as my witness to drop this motherfucking story, to drop the pattern and to heal the sister rune and to block the copying. And even if it does come up, I'm going to change my perspective on how to see it. So maybe you've experienced this. Maybe you, I don't know if you have a business or if you have just felt like you've really honored your uniqueness. Um, I'm an Aquarius. So of course I want to like be different and yeah, it just feels funny when someone tries to copy you, but I'm deciding it's like, Hey, 
we are visionaries. If someone is copying you, that means you are a visionary and you should be proud of it. And, you know, and I always like, I've been asking myself too, like, why am I even looking at what other people are doing to see that they're copying me? I'm just going to stay so in my lane, blinders on. And yeah, that's kind of a decision I'm making today. So a couple like declarations to make, if you feel like people are copying you is to just decide that you are not in any lane league or box that someone can copy. Like you are just completely different and no one can come close to that. Um, It doesn't make you better. It doesn't make them worse. It just means that you are unique and you have your own vibration, your own spark, and no one can, no one can copy that. You really, really can't. And I've been reading A Course in Miracles I've been a little, I've been really interested in Jesus lately in in the sense of spirituality. I've never been a religious person, but in spirituality, we see Jesus as an ascended master. I actually think he's a little bit more than that, but I'm writing an article on that. We can go deeper. I'm writing an article on prism. I don't know. Now I'm just like on a side tangent here. If you aren't following prism yet, make sure you follow prismofficial.co on Instagram and check out prismofficial.co on the interwebs. It's my online magazine where we dive deep into spiritual topics. So um, I've been reading A Course in Miracles, a lot more interested in Jesus. And we just got home from Puerto Escondido where we actually bought a vacation home. And we were just walking along and we were like, oh, it's like an outdoor concert. And we went and we were listening and we were clapping and we were like, wow, people really know the words to these songs. And we were, yeah, just kind of like dancing along and having a great time. And then we realized we were actually at church. Like we were at like a mass, like an outdoor mass. And I was like, okay, Jesus is speaking to me now. And it was funny because my husband even got into it. He grew up Catholic. So he's like not having the Jesus thing. He's like a still kind of like associating it with religion. And if you are too, that's okay. I used to, you know, really not use the word God, not use the word Jesus. Cause I was like, that's religion. That's not spirituality. But now I'm kind of seeing that there's definitely connections. So Anyways, on that Jesus tip, when we praise Jesus, we are actually just entering joy, bliss, abundance, and all the things. But another way to think about that, it's like when we are in gratitude, we are manifesting more things to be grateful for. So when people are like, oh, praise the Lord, praise God, praise Jesus, what they're really saying is like, be in the state of gratitude, and that's where you attract more, you know, abundance, bliss, joy, freedom, love, all the things. And the truth is that we all have a unique path and purpose that is unique, that is just ours. And we're going to get there regardless. And we just get to decide how much friction we're going to have along the way. So if we're focused on what other people are doing, if we're focused on comparing ourselves, if we're focusing on people copying us, then we're just making that journey less enjoyable. So instead of getting mad if someone copies, just honor them as if they were you. Because here's the thing, it's like we really are all one. So for you to be proud of someone else, to be happy for someone else, you're really being happy for yourself. To be mad at someone, to be judging someone, you're actually judging yourself. So just try to love people today. Try to be proud of them and um, and send them love because it just makes you know your journey more exciting, abundant, more pleasurable. So let's all step into deeper purpose. Let's praise Jesus. Let's be in gratitude. And you are going to love this episode with Zoe. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. I am your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we are chatting with the lovely Zoe Greco. She is an intuitive development mentor, spiritual advisor, and sound healing educator and facilitator. Her practice is called Merhipsy Healing, which is a spiritual guidance practice focused on demystifying the mystical to help souls live their most alive aligned and divinely guided lives. And she empowers beings to claim their intuitive abilities to experience constant divine guidance towards their highest good and deepest desires. Welcome to the show, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Same. Okay. So we're going to dive into our rapid fire questions. What is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? Honestly, my skincare. Like that's my thing. And I view it as a way of adorning yourself like a goddess. 
So true. What are your fave skincare products? Gotta be honest, I'm someone that moves around. I just go with what I feel intuitively called to use. But right now I'm really enjoying Youth to the People products mm. out here in the desert. They've really been just like creating so much moisture in my skin that I really need. Yes. They just sent me their, oh my God, what is it called? Why can I not think of the word? Not lactic acid. What's the one that people, everyone's using these days? Hyaluronic acid. Oh, yeah, Sorry. that's right. Acid. Do you use that one? No, I use some of their more like creamier moisturizers because I okay. just need that moisture out here in yes. Arizona. Yes, I actually love their products. They whenever they create something new, they send it to me. I'm like, thank you. But yeah, they have another really cool one. It's like it's like almost like it it, it has the texture of like almost like a putty or something, but and it's a, it's a cleanser. And when you like rub your hands together, it turns into like a sudsy thing. And it's called like, I think it's called like evening ritual or something mm-hmm. like that. It's so lovely. I love their stuff and it's so natural. Yes. We need all that. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? I have to be honest. I'm a glitzy girl and I really fuck with pyrite. I use it in my witchy (laughs) rituals. I used it just last night in the two, 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 two portal. And I just think pyrite is so magnetic. I think the energy is just so powerful. So under, underappreciated. Yeah. Right. It really is. Everyone says rose quartz and I'm like, basic. get a life guys. (laughs) Everyone loves rose quartz, but let's spice it up a little bit. (laughs) Okay. What is your sun, moon, and rising? I am an Aries sun, a Sagittarius moon, and a Cancer rising. And a a Venus, my Venus is in Taurus. And I feel like that one's also important to mention. Okay. I am a Sag moon as well. Ah, Look at us. I love that for us. So fiery. Okay. So tell us about your spiritual awakening and when that turned into your life's work and launching a business. I think that my journey is a little bit different than other people's because I didn't really have the typical wake up moment. I've actually been blessed enough to stay very connected to my gifts, my abilities, my awareness from infancy, from childhood, and luckily had a support system around me that didn't necessarily know exactly what to do with that, but did know not to kind of um, squander it or squelch it or try and extinguish what was there, but rather to kind of foster and nurture whatever relationship I had to the universe. So I have Oracle decks that I use to this day that I've had since I was about six or seven years old. So it's been a minute and I'm really glad too, because they're no longer in print. So I feel lucky to have some like first edition type versions of that, but I have had the, the blessing to be connected to my gifts my whole life. And It definitely made me a weird kid. Um, Sometimes, you know, talking about my past lives when I was in the bathtub or like choosing my mom in my soul contracts, you know, at the age of like two and three, kind of some weird stuff for my parents to take on. But I know that it is just an very intrinsic part of who I am, very inherent and the guiding source and force of my existence. So even though I did try at times to be normal, um, I went to college, I studied gender and Asian culture, going over um, overseas to Thailand to study their third gender population and do anthropological studies of their sex workers. I wanted to be a journalist. I was moving in a different direction and spirit just kept saying, no, 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 no. This is what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in my very early twenties, I would say I was probably 23. I had my first kind of adult job and it was actually at a healing arts college. And my boss unfortunately was really inappropriate toward me, but because I was young and I didn't know, didn't know how to handle that situation. I just kind of stayed quiet. And when I finally did report it, I was fired. (laughs) So the universe knew that I didn't want to be there. It wasn't a fit. It wasn't, you know, the right dynamic. And it's nothing against the school, to be honest. It's very much just that human being that I was not, you know, not so happy to have crossed paths with. But after that, I tried to move on the traditional path, get another job, like keep being a human. And spirit was like, nah, bitch, like you got bigger things to do. (laughs) So no matter what I tried, I wasn't able to land a new opportunity. And one day I was in the shower and I heard this voice that said, start your business. What are you doing? And I was like, "Mm, no, thanks. That seems like a lot. Like I'm not really trying to do that. 
And sure enough, uh, within a couple months, I was already booked solid. I was able to develop a really thriving practice. And after quite a few years of doing that, I felt like I was unsatisfied with the idea of being a translator for people between themselves and their guides. I wanted to give them a direct line of communication. So they didn't need to depend on me or feel like it was something outside of their reach. Like we're all so entitled to communication with the universe. And so I've moved into education around intuitive development and I feel really, really at home in that role. Yes. Okay. So firstly, you must have had really cool parents. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would say they're they're cool in their own way, right? I don't know. Okay. If we, I don't know if so many people think their parents are cool. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know. I feel like if you had tarot cards when you were six, that must have been pretty cool. So true. I had really accepting and supportive accepting parents for parents. sure. Okay. Amazing. So, and it's so interesting that you, I know you really like change the way you work with people. You're inspired to, I always say like, I don't ever want to like give someone a fish. I want to teach them how to fish. And that sounds like kind of that homecoming that you were having as well. And I feel like there's so many uh, people are feeling that right now, like during this awakening, there's almost like a stripping away of what no longer serves them or what no longer serves their higher purpose. And it's like, okay, maybe this was my purpose for the time being. um, But it's now, it's now it's time to make a bigger impact. So how can we, if someone is kind of in that position, where maybe they are doing what they think is their purpose. And they're like, you know, I think there's something deeper here. How can we get clear on the thing? Oof, such a powerful question. My belief is, and this is from working with thousands of people, right? Like I've seen this in myself, I've seen this in others. It's not about getting clear. I feel like very often we are clear on what we are passionate about or interested in or called toward, but we look at it through the eyes of like logic or pragmatism. And we, with with the support of our ego, uh, are very dissuaded from having any sort of faith or confidence that we are worthy or capable of that thing. So I experience it less, although you're right. Like there is, there are definitely people on their journey who are like, I don't know what I like. I very often believe that those people do know, but they are, they're unwilling to admit that that is truly what they want because it feels too lofty or ambitious or unrealistic or unattainable. So it's really important for us to develop our intuitive abilities because intuition is very much guided by our joy. It's very much guided by the thing that we are inspired by, excited by. And when we are in tune with our joy and our intuition, we know not only what we want, but how to take action steps toward achieving that, toward experiencing it, toward stepping into it and fulfilling our potential and our desires. Yes. And I feel like where a lot of people bump up against the friction is when that means like stepping to this new version of them requires releasing something else. And I know myself from experience, like when I released like any association with like, I'm a coach or I'm a spiritual mentor, like I'm still in the transition of like completely releasing that. And it's like, but that's what makes me money. And that's what people know me for. But I know I'm not meant to be doing that. And then it's like the thing that, you know, you're meant to be doing doesn't necessarily, you can't necessarily quantify it financially And it's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that amount. I'm definitely not going to be able to make the same amount of money right away. And it's going to be a building. Like, I feel like there's, it's almost like this trust that has to be put in place. So do you have any Mm. like tips on how to trust that letting go of what once served us, but no longer does and trusting that we, you know, what we move forward in that is of more purpose is going to eventually, you know, be the, the thing for us. But, you know, even if it doesn't necessarily make sense on the spreadsheet. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I kind of have like a two pronged answer to that question, because I think there are ways that we can do that that are a bit less like tangible. And then there are ways that are perhaps maybe more practical. So 
on the less kind of tangible side, I would say beginning to work with your intuitive abilities to be able to trust that your internal guidance is actually moving you in the right direction. Cause right. That's what kind of what we need to be able to take those bigger action steps, practicing it in the smaller ways, engaging with your intuitive abilities, engaging with your inner knowing on things that are quite small in your day to day, whether it's sort of using your precognition to predict who's going to, who's calling you before you check, you know, your phone or before you open a bill, checking the amount, playing games with yourself or your friends where it's like, you know, what shape am I thinking of? There's so many ways that you can even test that online. There's so many tools at our disposal to help us begin to develop a relationship to our own inner knowing and our intuition. And when we can really begin to habituate that within ourselves, it becomes not just a, like a thing that we that we go out of our way to do, but it becomes a way of life. And it enables you to feel more confident in trusting that what comes through for you in those bigger decisions, like time to quit a job or time to leave something behind that feels like it's really meant for you or that you just worked really hard for, but no longer resonates. But in the more tangible sense, I like to give myself a little insurance and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I definitely look to like manifestation and spell work for those things. I definitely been reclaiming my place as an intuitive witch. And so just last night on the two portal, I spent some time doing some candle magic, some herb magic, um, some manifestation work. And so it's almost like when you can create that foundation for yourself, you're taking your action steps toward what you feel you're being called toward. And when spirit sets out an invitation and we take an action step, it creates this co-creative experience, this co-creative process. And what happens is they extend the invitation, you take your action step, then they are able to extend you another invitation to which you respond with an action step. And it goes back and forth and back and forth until finally you realize, holy shit, I'm, I'm where I wanted to be. I'm, I'm, finally at this place that I wanted to be. And it's because you kind of moved through that collaborative process and experience. So to me, spell work and manifestation work is a powerful action step that you can take that demonstrates I'm here to do the work. I'm here to show up. I'm here to show up for myself and for the calling that you have for me. And I can be relied upon to take action, which I think even on a subconscious level, like more in like the mind hacking or positive psychology side of things shows you that you can rely on yourself, which does make you more confident to be able to take risks. Mm, Yes. I always, I call this like intuitive aerobics or like intuitive weightlifting. (laughs) Like it's like practicing. It's like the more you do it, the more, you know, the stronger it is and the more you trust it and the more manifestations can come through. Exactly. And I know you have a quiz on your website, helping people narrow down their prominent intuitive type. Can you tell us about that? Is that like with the Claire's? Yeah. So this is something that I also use in my intuition activation mentorship, which I can't believe I've been doing for three years now. That's so wild, but it's a tool that I use. And in the mentorship, I break it down by percentage between the four Claire's so that I can help people kind of understand what senses are already sort of activated, which ones they're they're already using that they might not even be aware of, and then which ones need more nurturing and support. But the quiz on my website does help you identify your most prominent Claire between the four primary so that you can begin to understand how do I receive intuitive insight? How do I perceive the messages of spirit? And how can I, through my awareness of that, enhance the, the, the deep listening that I can do or my, the attention that I pay to this way of thinking, because for some of us, we may, you know, want to be powerfully clairaudient, but instead we're claircognizant and it's harder to trust thoughts that come through than it is to trust, you know, a, an audible voice that you hear from kind of nowhere. I think mm-hmm. there are people who, I think a lot of us kind of covet or have, more envy of certain abilities and discredit or discount other ones. And no one gift is more important than the other. So awareness of your gift is super empowering and helps you to use it to its fullest potential. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no 
It's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakragirl at checkout. Okay, love that. Cause I, I love that you said that because I'm totally like that. I'm claircognizant. And sometimes I'm like, but like, can someone just like tell me like with a voice or like, I know. <laughs> oh, so funny. And you also help people like find their paths powers like from past lifetimes you know different powers that are kind of locked into our dna Mm -hmm. what would you say is kind of our first step in decoding those things Mm, absolutely i really believe that it's a matter of examining where you have felt in your life that you were correct or connected and then kind of dissecting okay, how did I receive that information? Was it kind of a gut feeling I got when I met someone? Was it a chill through my body? Was it a voice like I heard in the shower? Was it you know, a, a flooding of thoughts that came through? Was it a vision that I saw in my mind? Like in most of the, the very sort of like prominent experiences that I've had as an intuitive in my own personal life, I can almost pinpoint exactly how that information came through for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's so important because when I can look at those experiences and I can, oh, I remember when I had this intuitive insight, even when it means sort of nothing at all, Mm -hmm. it's so useful to be able to say, I know that I had this experience. So for instance, I use this example all the time because I think it's just hilarious. I was driving through um, town down here in Tempe, Arizona, where I am actually now in Phoenix, but at the time I was in Tempe and a friend of I, a friend of mine and I were driving through just kind of the main street and there were parked cars on the side of the road. And then on the other side was sort of a bike lane. And I could see this person like kind of on a, what would be assumed to be a bicycle on the other side of the, the parked cars. And all we could see is the top of his head, but he's moving at a certain pace and like smoothness that, you know, he's on a, a bike. And I looked at my friend and I said, that guy's not on a bike. He's on a unicycle. And she was like, what, why would he just be riding a unicycle down this busy main street? I was like, I don't know, man, but I know when we can see him, that he's going to be on a unicycle and not a bicycle. And sure enough, he was on a unicycle. There's no reason that spirit would have given me that information. It did nothing for me personally. There was no usefulness to that intuitive insight, but I remember it all the time. And it's just this little moment of validation where I can say to myself, I had this knowing this clear cognizant experience where Spirit just gave me that experience to bolster my confidence, to remind me that, you know, I, I am powerful. I am worthy. I am deserving of receiving intuitive insight. So when we can take stock of these things, and actually this is one of the things I teach in the mentorship using the principles of like mind hacking and positive psychology, when we can take stock of our experiences as an intuitive person, not only can we then sort of analyze and dissect those and ask ourselves, how was that information delivered to me? But we also are creating a new neural pathway in our mind that affirms that we are in fact intuitive. So there's a lot of added bonuses to that practice. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no 
It's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. One of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives and I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Mm, Okay. Love that. I have like dreams sometimes that come through and it's like, it's like, okay, I know they're trying to show me some kind of like healing power, but I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, it's like, like once, like there's one that I always get and it's like a rainbow shining through glass. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do guys? Am I supposed to shine this rainbow on someone? Like what? Like show me how to do this. Mm. And it like doesn't come or I'll get like symbols. And I'm like, but what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to draw it? Am I supposed to look at it? Am I supposed to? <laughs> so it's like, and, and like, I'll ask, I'll inquire inward. And then sometimes it doesn't come. So I'm like, what? Like once you kind of like get the clue, if it's kind of like, hard to decipher. Like, what can we do from there? Oh, such a good question. I think that there are times, especially for you, like this dream you said is, is repetitive. Sometimes the most useful thing that we can do for ourselves is simply be aware, take stock, write it down, keep it somewhere because sometimes spirit is just planting a seed. There are times when we're not supposed to understand yet or know yet how to use that information or how to implement that information what steps exactly we can take. And there is a real beauty in that because it means that one, there's something that is trying to be communicated. So we know that spirit is there. They're working with us and for us and through us. And that is the most beautiful thing I think we can acknowledge on this, on the, in this life is that we are in fact connected, but also there's just this benefit of knowing that something is coming and we don't have to know exactly what, but it's the way that spirit is preparing our subconscious. It's the way that spirit is preparing us to keep our eyes and ears open. And when the moment comes that, you know, you're called upon to shine this rainbow light, um, you're going to know exactly where this came from and how spirit was preparing you for it. But I think that, you know, we want to, we always want to know now we always want to understand now we're, I think humans are very impatient. I know that I've certainly, Oh, I'm like the most uh, hi, Satch moon. <laughs> oh yeah. I think patience is in fact a virtue that not all of us have mastered, but yeah. I think one of the things that I've learned is that there are times when I wanted something so intensely badly and it was because my internal self, my inner knowing knew it was for me, but I did need to wait until divine timing was at play. And just because I was ready, doesn't mean that all the pieces were in place to make that happen, that the other players in the game were ready and at the ready to you know, engage in the way that I was and vice versa. Sometimes I've been behind the curve and, and needed to catch up through divine timing. So I think there's something really important in not just seeking for kind of the answer in that moment, but instead seeking for patience and just exercising gratitude for the fact that spirit is communicating and knowing that in like in a beautiful, faithful way, you will know when you need to know. Oh, I guess I'll wait then. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
And you also, oh, I was going to ask, ask as well. I feel like there's just like so many things, like there's talking to aliens, there's ancient goddesses, there's tarot, there's astrology, like so many ways that guidance can come through and so many tools that we can use and, you know, so many different, even like so many different channels that spirit can come to us. Oh, yeah. So how do we not, and like, I, I, it's like so many of my clients are like, but I'm drawn to all of them. Like, I want to do all of these things. So how can you not get overwhelmed? or like what tips do you have when you're like, you know, there's just so many things. Oh, that's a tough one, especially because I'm a Sag moon and Aries yeah. sun. Yeah. Um, I tend, and a generator, I'm a human design generator. I so I'm basically just too. like push, push, push fire. Yeah. So I definitely can resonate with that. But I think that there's a very important, important practice in listening. I think that when we perceive all of these different things and they're kind of coming through and coming through and coming through, it's important, just like you would with anything, kind of biting that elephant one bite at a time and mm-hmm. sitting with each channel that comes through. So for instance, we'll take Oracle cards for an example. I have, you know, decks that are mermaids, fairies, goddesses, ascended masters, archangels. Like if I wanted to communicate with each of those wisdom sources, I could do a spread where I pull, you know, one card from each thing, or I could sit with each energy individually and ask, what would you have me know? What would you specifically like for me to know? And the truth is, although the messages may be congruent or they may be complementary, I really believe that the goddesses are going to tell me something a little different than perhaps the fairies would tell me because they come from a different frequency, a different resonance. So it's important to really tune into each of those things individually. I think give yourself a moment to really deeply listen in into each channel so that you can really hear what's being shared with you. But also to begin with taking time to identify where do I feel called? What are the different channels? What are the different modalities, the different mediums that I feel called to experience? Because they do all have something to offer you, especially the ones that particularly are calling your name. And it's just about giving yourself the time to experience them. Again, it's kind of like when we're rushing, we can't hear, we can't pay attention. We can't truly experience. And I think there's such a thing as too much medicine. And we see this all the time with, I think, psychedelics, for instance, when you do just a nice mushroom journey, there is so much that comes through like, holy shit. But when you are just downing mushrooms every single night, like your brain can't handle what you're doing to it. Your body, your mind, your spirit can't handle that level of openness. So it's about really sitting with the medicine, whatever it is, you know, just one experience at a time and really taking it in and receiving. That's so true. And I can't remember what this was in reference to, but, or who said this, but basically it's like when you put like a drop in like a drop of water in a bucket, that's full of water. And then that water like ripples out to the edge. Like that's when it's like integrated the energy into it. But if you keep pouring the water into it, it like creates these like chaos and bubbles and like like none of it's like, it's not that like just clear integration. So I'm obsessed with that. That is, that's amazing. And so many people, and I, I, I'm guilty of it too sometimes. And I'm like, wait, I had like the best insight yesterday. And then I've already forgotten it because I've done these like 20 things. (laughs) Yes. I've been there. Well, let me ask you that then. So what is your, what are your best ways to actually like integrate and implement something that comes through? I'm the worst at like, I don't write it down most of the time or Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm going to remember that. And then like the next day, like I said, I've forgotten it. So like, how do you, what are your favorite ways to kind of integrate any insights or downloads that have come through for you? I am personally a sharer. I share a lot. Yeah. Okay. So I, I love that you said that because literally like, I'm like after every like meditation now, I'm like, I'm just going to do like a huge, like rant. I'm calling them my Kanye rant. And yes. I go on like a rant on like Instagram stories about whatever was, whatever came up for me that morning. So, and then when you do that, it's like, sorry, now I'm, I'm answering your question for you. Oh, please. When you, when you do that, not only is it anchoring it in for you, but it's a sharing with other people, but then other people are coming to you being like, yeah, I resonate with this. And now you're creating conversation about it too. And then that anchors it in further. Oh, absolutely. I think that I, I, first of all, I just want to say, I think that that's really beautiful. That that really demonstrates a level of vulnerability and empowerment that I think that I'm still working on as a, as a practitioner, as a guide, as a teacher, I still am mastering the idea of sharing my process with my audience. 
Yeah. It's not something that I've fully embodied quite yet, but definitely something I'm on the journey of, of capturing. I'm personally, this is kind of a side note, but I'm personally in a season of cocooning. Um, and I have a really strong feeling that on the other side of this, there's going to be a lot of, of sharing vulnerability, connectivity, but right now, like I'm kind of in almost like an incubation. And I do believe that sometimes it's important to be insular and just focused within to really give yourself all the energy that you can. But I also think there's so much power in what you share that you do. And so, yes, I share, I not only for me, I go to my people, my friends, I'm like, I have a very close circle and all of my relationships are like deeply, deeply intimate and um, authentic and comforting and comfortable. So I go to my people and I just have conversations. And even the people that I I'm connected to that aren't like fully awake, right. I still will talk to them and they'll be like, okay, girl, whatever, but it helps me. But honestly, I'm a huge proponent of therapy. Like I started therapy again last year and I don't know what the fuck I was doing without it. I really don't. I don't know what I was thinking, not doing it. And therapy may not be for everybody, or you may want to approach it in a different way, a more holistic or, you know, sort of spiritual approach. That's fabulous. I know that going in and integrating and doing like deep processing work with another person vocalizing is my, my best method of, of integration expansion process. Yes. And I feel like right now, like I said, that like stripping away, we are all, I want to like read the whole thing. Cause I'm reading a course in miracles right now. And what I read this morning was just like, fuck yeah. Like it was basically saying like, right now, like the awakened are going to be stripping away what no longer serves them. And that like, it was, it was, it was comparing that process to in the Bible, what they call the last judgment. They're like, people are so afraid of the last judgment. Like they think it means you're going to die or that something bad is going to happen. But what it means is you're letting old pieces of you float away. And so that you can be reborn and that's what's happening on in the world today. That's what's happening. So I think in terms of therapy, it's like, and in, in to be able to, and me and my Kanye rants, it's like in order to release it, you need to let it out. But then with that too, there's also like a balance between disempowered vulnerability and empowered mm. vulnerability. Like yes. for me, like I'm not going on these rants being like, this is what happened. And it's so hard for me. And I'm not fucking crying on my Instagram stories. I'm going to cry. I don't cry. But, <laughs> but it's like, Hey, this is what's going on for me. This is what's going on in the world. And this is what's going on for you. And this is how we deal with it. So it's like looking, and it even said this in, in the Course in Miracles as well. It was like, rather than looking at this death as, you know, an ending, like looking at it as the beginning of a solution. So, and and in order to do that, that vulnerability has to happen. And I'm the last, and, and I love that, like everyone's so different. Like I don't talk to my friends about anything deep because I'm like, I don't need, I don't feel a need to, I sometimes I'll talk to a healer or a therapy once in a while, but I, for me, I feel most expressed when I'm like sharing it like with the world in a way that like empowers others. So it's like, I feel like everyone has their own different way in which they release and voice and integrate, like integrate their own, their own growth. So I feel like that's really beautiful that, I mean, between the two of us, it's like two completely different ways, but both equally as impactful and important. And also similar in the approach, like we're both talking about like vocal process and expression. Exactly. It's just that it's directed in different directions, which exactly. is so cool. Also love that you brought up A Course in Miracles because I actually have a tattoo on the outside of my wrist. One side says, let me not. And the other side says, forget my function, which is lesson 64. Oh. And I feel like I actually got that when I was living in Thailand, like I talked about earlier. I was reading A Course in Miracles while I was there and I read that. I read that lesson and I was like, okay, I got to go get a tattoo today. So yeah, so that I is did. how we integrate. That is how we integrate our most important exactly. tattoo them Often. on our bodies. And- yes. <laughs> Tattoos are definitely a process of integration for me. Yes, exactly. I just really love that one in particular because, and it goes along with so much of what we're talking about, which is like this idea of remembering that we are here, especially during this particular time in human evolution where there is an absolute turnover that is happening. Like we are in a rebirth. There is an entire change that is occurring. And it's why practitioners 
are feeling called into teaching and guiding rather than just, you know, practicing the work because we are here to educate others on how to do their work on the people who are just waking up. We're here to go, okay, we got you. Don't worry. This is how you do it. This is how you process. This is how you experience. And so I always connect to like the idea of my function through that, that calling. Um, and even when I got this tattoo 11 years ago, which is makes me want to barf that I'm getting older. I definitely still connect to that idea that like, I knew that I know that I'm here for a reason and I have to stay on, on track. Yes. So beautiful. And you also teach sound healing. So many things. I do. Yeah. And you have like a new, you're opening up a new round of your course. I am. So I have a partner that I do sound healing with, and she is for sure like a soul sister connection. And we actually definitely did not feel the the call to each other at first. I think because we were somewhat similar, but also utterly dissimilar. Like we are truly yin and yang. Even when you see us next to each other, you're like, "Mm, you're a weird little pair, but yet we are just absolutely- Well, her name, her name is Taryn Emmert. She's a really powerful body worker. She's like literally one of the most incredible physical and energy healers that I've ever had the pleasure of working with. And we're also both musicians. We're both singers, musicians. And so we had both been doing sound healing sort of separately. And then one day we're like, should we just do a collab? Like, let's just do a collaborative event together. And people were like, obsessed and it just grew and we we feel so blessed and so lucky we're doing like sold out back-to-back experiences with people because you know people want it so much and again you know people would come up to us and say I, I wish I could give this to myself I wish I could apply this medicine to myself like how do you do it how do you learn and so we developed this course so it's like kind of a 101 into sound healing talking about the science and the history the energetics of sound healing even the business of sound healing, but of course, most importantly, chanting, toning, using your voice. We have like a throat chakra sharing whole morning that we spend of these four days where we just sit together and release the wound, like really open up our throat chakra together. And then we get into learning how to play the instruments, like the singing bowls, tuning forks, drum, gong. Uh, I play the sitar. We play like a ton of different instruments between us. We have like I think almost 20 instruments that we play (laughs) and uh, we teach as many as we can in that four day experience. But she and I do something a little differently as well, because we also add in electronic um, aspects of like vocal looping. So there'll be times when it sounds like you're in a church of like, you know, whole choir, but it was just the two of us looping our vocals kind of over and over. Mm -hmm. So it's been a really powerful form of expression and we definitely consider it channeling. Like we, we pray and we center before every experience that we guide and, you know, we pray to just be channels for, for healing and movement in the energy body of everyone that's there. And we're lucky enough to have people come up to us and say, you know, I came with a, with a broken heart and a hurt knee. And now I feel great. Like both of those things have been resolved. And we're like, rad. We love that because it is, it is medicine, like frequency vibration. It moves your energy. It moves your, your ions. It moves like every cell in your being into alignment. So it's a really, really special and exciting offering. And it's also really fulfilling as an artist to be able to express in that way and have that, that modality for myself too. Mm, I love that. And you also have a podcast, another way you are using your voice. I do. Yeah. I host the Mystic Rebel podcast, which uh, is, it began as sharing um, client sessions, real client sessions through my intuitive work, because I noticed, you know, through thousands of sessions that there were common themes or threads that people were experiencing. And I realized, you know, this medicine is for more than one person at a time. And so when people are um, willing, they'll come and they'll record to, you know, specifically with the intention of being heard by others to share their session, to share their gift. And I can't tell you how many letters I get from people saying, you know, that I, you weren't talking to me, but I swear you were talking to me. And, you know, people, it's like almost like people make themselves sort of a sacrifice to be healed in front of others, which is such a vulnerable and courageous thing to do so that other people can benefit from that medicine. And then once a month, I'll also do like solo episodes where I'll talk about certain topics. And then um, I also will interview amazing practitioners like yourself. I'd love to have you on um, where we discuss kind of what modalities other people are doing, what, what offerings, what ways of empowerment which I think is also kind of your forte um, that other people are, are helping others through because the world of healing is so ethereal and like mystical and it, it needs to be 
it needs to be sort of demystified in a way so that it feels more approachable. Like I have yeah. people who, you know, ask me what I do for a living and they're like sound healing. Like what's that? Or like, you know, I'll say, Oh, I just got like, you know, an emotion code session. They'll be like emotion code. What's that? So mm-hmm. it's bringing, it's like shedding light onto modalities that other people might not really know about, but mm-hmm. also giving you like a, an experience, like a fly on the wall so that you might feel more comfortable one day yourself receiving that medicine or having an experience with a practitioner. Yes. hundred percent. I love that. And I, that's, I mean, why I started my business too. I'm like, I'm like, why don't people know about chakra healing? Like why, yes. like, why is this not a thing? Like, why do, why do people, why, why are people like, what the hell is a chakra? Like it seems to be like mainstream knowledge. So yeah, making it cool, making it fun, making it approachable. That's yes. the goal. Where else can everyone find you online? The best place to find me is merhipsy.com. We talk about our events, our courses, all sorts of things. Um, But also Instagram, I would say I'm a little, I hate to admit this. I'm a little old school. Like I'm still more of an Instagram girl than a TikTok girl in terms of content creation, content consumption. I'm actually way more of a consumer of TikTok, but I'm still, like I said, kind of cocooning and I'm working on showing up vulnerably on you know TikTok, but Instagram and TikTok, you can find me at the underscore Merhipsy. And I'm sure as you've also been experiencing, um, there's a billion fake accounts of me out there right now. So it's the one yeah. that says only account for. I'm sorry. If right anyone account. gives money to someone that greets them with grand rising, I'm sorry, you deserve to be scammed. That. <laughs> I want so badly to have compassion, but I'm also like, guys, I, I can't tell. Like, I get emails. It's of not, people being I'm like, like, I'm like it's not my job to warn people about scammers. Like I, I'm I so know. this is something they'll need to learn. If it's, it's not your, not your monkey, not your circus. As the person being like uh, imitated though, it is extremely invasive. And like, I, I, I honestly just feel like, so uh, I don't even know the word for it. Violated. Like, violated. Yes. Like I feel so violated. Like you're just taking my content, my face, my name and yeah. like stealing from people. Like I, I just, I literally find it like, I find it hilarious when I see one, like, I actually don't care. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I, really, I love that. I, yeah. I'm just like, Oh, huh. like the devil's coming for me. <laughs> the devil's using me as their puppet, like bless. Like, Honestly, that's a baddie attitude. That's a, that's a baddie attitude. I respect that. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, it's just part of the game right now. We're rolling with it. And whoever, I just think like whoever gets scammed is learning a lesson. They're going to learn a lesson. Oh, for sure. That's a very good point. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been amazing. I just love you. Thank you every for everything that you've shared. Everyone is going to feel so much more empowered, intuitive, ready for their purpose to land and to just create more impact. So this has been fantastic. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to check out all things. Zoe will be linking you to everything in the show notes and shoot us a DM. Tell us how you liked it. Share this episode with a friend. Karma will love you and we love you too. So thank you for listening and we'll catch you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Chakra Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 